Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me wherever you are joining me. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. And if you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. It is Valentine's Day. And while, you know, that has its own connotations and everything, I want to I want to spend today giving love where love is actually deserved, um, where love needs to be given, because I saw yesterday that somebody from fo Pro Football Focus was giving credit to a writer who. Um, was giving credit to a writer who they believed was on the the Jalen Hurts bandwagon for everybody else. Um, it was Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus. Um, and his tweet went, they didn't win, but a victory lap is still in order for at Kevin Cole. No one in the media went to bat for Hurts more than he was, more when he was taken 53rd overall. Nobody went to bat for Hurts more. Like, see, stuff like this bothers me, and it bothers me because we here in the media have our opinions. And a lot of times, our opinions will skew what's true. And then sometimes our opinions, based off of what we've seen, what we've researched, can net a response where you get an opportunity to be right, like really, really right. I read the article by Kevin Cole when it first came out. I didn't think it was a wholehearted endorsement of Jalen Hurts then. In fact, I thought it was a it was almost kind of like a backhanded way of hedging your bets. Hey, he could be this, but at worst, he's a souped up Taysom Hill. Well, excuse me if I don't get excited over a souped up Taysom Hill like that's not going to be something that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside and so you know just because you write about well someone could win if in the right position or someone could be that's not conviction that's not going to bat for that's just laying out all of the options. And that's what the article did. And, and shout out to him for at least having the, 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 the guts to say, oh, Jalen Hurts can be a good, can be a great one. He can be a great, well, I don't know if he even said great quarterback. He could be a great pick. They could use him more than the Saints use Taysom Hill. Because the Saints actually had success with Taysom Hill. 
That was his kind of his his thoughts. He had some other his other beliefs, and you know, it's pro football focused. So there's a lot of dependence upon statistics that that people made up, not statistics that actually, you know, show the qualitative nature of football. So I can't be mad at it, but we're not taking victory laps over here. I'm not letting anybody get victory laps off on, on Jalen Hurts who weren't standing 10 toes down with Jalen Hurts. Now, I'm a nobody in this game. Relatively speaking, um, audience-wise, I'm not, I'm not that guy. But I had Hurts as one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. I thought his leadership qualities far exceeded others who were in the draft with him who went higher than he did. I thought his skill set was one where we had to have the conversation about Q, about him being QB1. I said it. It's on Twitter. You can, like, you can Google it. I mean, you can go on Twitter and search it. But I'm nobody, right? Small platform, you know, people who know, know, but, but you might not know. The normal, everyday person might not know me. But it is impossible to follow the game of football at the high school, college, and professional level and not have heard the name Emory Hutt and the words football game plan echoed at some point. This man has been in the trenches doing draft scouting since long before I've known him. We at Football Game Plan felt really strongly about Jalen Hurts. And in, and in Emory Hunt's draft guide, his 2020 draft guide, he had Hurts rated pretty darn high. And never to be, never to be one to, to misspoke, to misspeak, excuse me, if I can avoid it. Um, you know, never be the one to misspeak if I can afford if I can avoid it. I always want to make sure that what I'm talking about is, is really it. It's really the thing. And I'm going to bring it up here because I think it should be, I think it should be talked about. We'll pop up here in a second. Uh, but in the meantime, Emory Hunt, who I know people know, had had Jalen Hurts ranked pretty high. And yet, I never hear his name bountied about when people are giving them their giving out flowers. We were heavy on Lamar Jackson. All of a sudden, 
so many people were heavy on Lamar Jackson, who we never heard be heavy on Lamar Jackson in public before he was drafted, before he started winning, uh, before he won a unanimous MVP. Never heard anybody talking that Jalen Hurts jazz. Never heard anybody talking to Lamar Jackson jazz. We were heavy on Justin Fields, and people said, oh, well, y'all just like the black quarterbacks. Y'all have an agenda. That's the words that we were given. That's, that's what they would say to, to Emory when Emory would say, hey, this is the best dude in the draft, or hey, this guy is going to be really, really good. They would tell us that we were only saying it because they, they were black. Like, how asinine, right? To put your reputation on the line just because you want to support like a quarterback that looks a certain way. We don't assume that about you guys. We just know the history. If a quarterback has plus skills, a little bit of athleticism, he's tall, he looks good, and he's white, he is going to shoot up the draft charts, even if he hasn't even played good football. Y'all are out here trying to tell us that Will Levis has the potential to be QB1. Yet Will Levis, at no time in his college career, not once, not ever, has he been the, the best quarterback in college. Not once. In a draft where Emory Hunt had Joe Burrow as his number one rated quarterback, gave him an 84 overall grade, he had Jalen Hurts as the number two quarterback in that draft, gave him an 82 and a half overall grade. I want to tell you, I want to, I want to read to you what he wrote, Strimps. Remarkable improvement in the passing game the last two years. That's before Oklahoma. That's before Oklahoma. If you remember his last year at Alabama, when he was coming off the bench because they had gone with Tua over him, he would come in, throw dots, 70 to 80% completion percentage. In the SEC championship, came in when Tua got hurt, foreshadowing. He came in and led the, them to an SEC title and went back to the national championship where they went back to Tua and got roasted. He says, remarkable improvement in the passing game the last two years. Still has upside left in that regard. Underrated, intermediate, and deep ball passer. Significant asset in the run game. Plays great situational football. From all accounts, displays great leadership. Remain steady versus pressure. Comfortable in that environment. A very trustworthy player in all situations of the game. In all situations of the game. He had him ranked higher than Tua. He had him ranked higher than Burrow. And to this point in his career, he is on par with Burrow. 
He is on par with Burrow, and he is far exceeded Tua. He's on par with Burrow. He's far exceeded Tua. This was Emory Hunt's scouting report in his scouting guide. The number two guy behind Burrow, who everybody believes is a generational talent now. Even though Jalen Hurts is probably a couple of years younger than Joe Burrow. All of the things that we've seen Jalen Hurts display in the NFL were tools that Emory Hunt said was a strength of his coming out of college, and yet you people are out here acting like Jalen Hurts just learned how to do these things. Underrated, intermediate, and deep ball passer. What were the things people said to he? Oh, well, you know, at first year, we don't know if he's got the arm strength to push it deep. We were all laughing. Myself, Chris James, Emory Hunt, Teron Davenport, Brandon Howard, we were all laughing. As people said, this dude couldn't do this and couldn't do that. After a couple of after a couple of starts, after a couple of starts in the NFL, where the coach was going up and down and back and forth with things and what he wanted to do, what he didn't want to do, people were mock drafting quarterbacks to Philadelphia. After last season, people were still mock drafting a quarterback to Philadelphia. Still not convinced. Still not, still not in on Hurts. This year, this year, like gangbusters came out and they, they gave credit to everybody but Hurts. They gave credit to everybody but Hurts. And then once they saw, oh, wow, you know what? He's, he's really, he's, he's doing something. Let's now switch it and flip it. Well, he has all the weapons in the world. Well, now he has all the weapons in the world. Oh, well, you know, the running game. Yeah, but he's the major cog in the running game. He got injured. He missed a few games. And he misses a few games. And what did, what did Philadelphia do? They lost. They lost. But everybody said, oh, no, this, is, this offense is just well oiled. You just plug in the next guy, he's going to go. But when Kurtz wasn't there, it didn't look the same. And then in the Super Bowl, Hertz put them on his back, threw the ball all over the place, ran the ball all over the place. And that team that was supposed to have been foolproof because the defense was lights out and the offensive line was a, was a monster, they didn't hold up their ends of the bargain. Outside of Hertz, they didn't run the ball well. Defense didn't stop the run. Defensive backs didn't make plays when plays were necessary to be made. And Philadelphia gets beat by that avatar, by that avatar up there in Kansas City. This is what happens. But make no mistake about it. You guys were not on Jalen Hurts like that. You guys did not believe in Jalen Hurts like that. 
you did not have Jalen Hurts high in your high on your list. Hell, if we're being honest about it, Philadelphia didn't have Jalen Hurts high on their list. You don't wait on superior talent. You don't roll the dice and say, oh, well, he'll be here because nobody else sees what we see. We can't give Philadelphia credit for drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round when they could have had him in the first round. See, we do that. We give these teams credit for drafting talent that should have been drafted higher earlier. I mean, later. Why do we? Why would we give people credit for drafting talent later that should have been drafted earlier because other people didn't believe? Jalen, they let Jalen Hurts pass a full, a full round and didn't take him, which means that they were in the same boat as every other team in the NFL. They didn't believe he was a first-round talent. And if you don't believe a quarterback is a first-round talent, then what you're saying is you don't believe he's a franchise quarterback. It's only once they got him in the building that they went, oh, we have something special. It was only until they got him in the building before they said, oh, we have something special. But make no mistake, Emory Hunt believed this man was special from the beginning. And you've seen him. So it doesn't matter that I believed he was special. I did. It doesn't matter what I think. If we're going to give out flowers, if we're going to take victory laps, it's going to be for Emory Hunt and football game plan, who was on this before anybody else. Guaranteed. I remember back when, when, when Jalen Hurts was a rookie saying, this kid is special. Sometimes you got to give the credit where the credit's due. You can't try to take a victory lap after you kind of sort of quasi, maybe in a, in, a, in a particular way, supported a player. Either you were in or you were out. I, for instance, was not in on Dak Prescott early on. Did not think he was a first-round pick. But I was wrong. He was worthy of a first-round pick. He was worthy of that contract he received. I'm happy to see him where he is today. He deserves to be man of the year. Awful Philadelphia, you people booing him. Ridiculous. I'm happy he, he mumbled what he mumbled. I'm happy he said F to y'all. Y'all deserve that. Booed man for receiving man of the year. So low, so low rent. So, so like, so beneath everything. Got to be better. You got to be better. We're not going to be just giving out these random victory laps when you guys, Forrest Gump or backdoor into some being kind of, sort of right about a player. That's what we're not going to do. Either you had him or you didn't. That's what it comes down to. You were either right 
or you were wrong. That's what it comes down to. I will heal you. I will in a second. Either you're right or you're wrong. That's what we've got to remember. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. This nigga a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe. Till next time, peace.